I'm Brooke Aiello. And I'm Haley White. And this is Dead Folks. You got it. No, 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 no. I'm trying to remember what the song sounds like. It's been a second since I It sounds listening. exactly like that. Shut up. Is it a snake in the grass? Is it a farmer in the weeds? What does it take? What does it ask? What does it give? What does it need? What even is life? Listen, if you don't listen all the time, that's cool. If you're just bopping in because somebody says, oh, hi, you've been really depressed and mopey on the phone, you should listen to this podcast so I don't have to listen to you. If you maybe, I don't know your world, uh, maybe you like the podcast. Chances are you're related to Haley. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me just give you the lowdown. And the lowdown be this. We're recording this via Zoom. And um, Haley had the genius idea, like so many of her ideas are, that uh, we should talk to our friends about their losses they've had in 2020 and just give them a platform to explore both their personal loss and the kind of universal loss that we've experienced in 2020. Yes, and I think really just kind of expand our show outside of, like, death grief is something certainly, but like there are so many other griefs uh, like affecting people personally and collectively that we're all dealing with together. And I think that's one of the reasons why this year has been so awful and also has had some silver linings because people are finally taking the time to like sit with those griefs mm -hmm. a, a lot of time out of force um, yeah. because they're in situations where they can because they're not doing that grind. I just really want to say though, you don't have to find a silver lining. No, it's okay if you don't not. have one. Absolutely. Sometimes I feel that pressure. So I was oh. just extending that to other, maybe there's some other basic white bitches just turned 40, super bummed about their body being different. And they are like, I cannot find a silver lining. That's, maybe that's who they are. Are, are they Me? you? <laughs> Probably. I think they might be. Yeah. All right. Well, so today we're going to talk to our friend Jess, and then next week we're going to talk to our friend Sendel about um, both of them lost their jobs because of the pandemic. So um, we're going to give them both a chance to talk about what that's been like. That sounds like a great idea, Haley. I'm glad that I sounds like right. like a scripted sentence. Oh. Yes, this is a scripted show. Um, <laughs> our <laughs> Why is a writer so bad? <laughs> Why are they so bad? <laughs> no, but like seriously. <laughs> but they sound so natural. Let's you. introduce so the beautiful our, Jessica. Yeah, so our first guest is Jess. I shouldn't have said beautiful because I'm trying not to use those types of descriptors. I'll always yeah. take beautiful as a descriptor, so that's never a problem. <laughs> Inside out. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying, ladies? I'm trying to, you're gorge, but I'm trying to, like... Use other adjectives? Use other adjectives, because, you know, women, we get valued for that. And then, you know, before you know it, you're 40 and your body's falling apart. I mean, whatever your experience is, though. Okay, they. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Um, let's, let's talk. Thank you for being here, first yes, off. Yes, thank you we so much. We appreciate it. Sorry, we oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, no problem. Hi, everyone. I've never, I've only done this once before, and I'm always very awkward. So, um, I don't. I mean, thank you for introducing me. I don't know if I have to say anything else, but I mean, other than talk about my shit. 
Uh, is there anything you would want um, Haley's sister Lindsay to know because she's <laughs> our only listener? <laughs> oh, um, I want to let her know that I like her music. Oh, and even oh. better that she's related to Haley. <laughs> and you guys seem like you had fun growing up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Together, at least. Yeah. So tell um, us about... Um, if you want to say some stuff about how how would you like to be defined on the show or or um, before we start talking about work because that's the thing Americans do is like Ugh. define each other by their work and oh yeah and you're so your much pronouns. more than that she her I mean even yeah that's usually what my pronouns are I mean I even sometimes Virgo people can call me straight up Virgo because I'm very um, defined by my sign sometimes um I don't know and I don't know just all around good person I try to be a good person and positive I guess it's been hard these days but what Hmm? two Virgos and two Virgos who know their Virgo-ness usually (laughs) she rolls her eyes at me when I bring up sign but I feel a lot of Virgos I know are just like no but my personality really is to a T it's just not real, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay, Brooke. It's okay. Um, sure. Or science. <laughs> but also, I should get into it since I want to be a witch now. So I think I have, like, contractually obligated <laughs> by my desire to be a witch, to, be, to believe it. So, oh my gosh, I hope your Virgo-ness doesn't take over. No. Not today, <laughs> at least. Let's add before she starts talking about her job. I you said all around good person. I think that's the perfect way to describe Jess. Like I, I just so. just good salt of the earth I mean, person. And yeah, if yeah. I'm not gonna be like superficial and talk about how hot she is, then <laughs> definitely good person is the way I'm gonna go. Well, you're setting a good example <laughs> yeah. for all the intersectional feminists out there. No, I think um Jess is you're such a bright spot. Like there are people that you see, even when you're in a bad mood, that you feel a little better when you see, and I feel like you're one of those. Certainly Thank you so much. If I, if I ever went out in public anymore, and I were to see you, I would light it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. That makes me feel good. At least that's what I try to be. You know, you don't have to name the job that you love that went away because of pandemic times but do you want to talk about some of the things you loved about it and why you felt like it was such a good fit yeah um just like in my past jobs like I've always done things that were like service oriented and things like that so like I love talking to people and I love you know working with people so with this job it was more of kind of like a backseat and I was more doing a little bit of event planning doing more like more things like bookkeeping and things like I kind of wanted to like a more elevated level of the things that I've done before because mostly I've done a lot of like front desk work and like front office management and things like this and this was for me it was like okay so you've done all this for years this is like your next level and I had good benefits I you know I kept the schedule that I liked I pretty much got left alone for the most part my boss was just like hey this is your duties I'll only check in if you have questions, but you got it handled. And it was pretty much like they hired me fairly quickly after I interviewed. And it's always hard for me going into places because when I, you know, on paper, people, when they see my name and they hear me on the phone, they automatically think I'm not Black. So, like, 
going into these job interviews already knowing that I'm a little nervous about that and then having people like genuinely like my personality and bring what I can bring to you know like what I bring to the table that was really just something that I had been needing and especially being like oh I just turned 30 I have this great job you know I'm I'm finally getting what I want and six months later it's like literally one of those things that people talk about all the time. It's like having it all. And then not, I mean, not necessarily at all. I didn't have like large paychecks or anything, but I mean, for me, I was content. And then it's just like, I had to start all over again. You know? And you, yeah. And just you like finding when you're finally like on a path where you're like, this feels like steady ground and, and then having it ripped out. Um, especially the health insurance thing too. Yeah. The bullshit way we got ourselves in America with our health insurance tied to our job. Yeah. It's it's crap. Yeah. Oh. That's why I heavily I like I used Planned Parenthood a lot this summer because I was like I need to still get my checkups and stuff and you know that's something that we don't want to go away is Planned Parenthood. I went to the doctor and they didn't charge me anything out of pocket and I'm like you know, I'm thankful for that, but I mean, I, I haven't had to utilize that since I was like 20 years old, you know? Oh, yeah. girl, you're doing so much better than me because I used Planned Parenthood literally until I got the job at Fresno State. No, oh, wow. I used Planned Parenthood until the ACA passed and then I got insurance, but yeah. I couldn't afford it before then, so. I was mm-hmm. using it in my 30s, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you've got it together. Well done. <laughs> you're ahead of the curve. Uh, it doesn't feel like that right now. <laughs> Shoot. I think that actually might be worth exploring a little bit, like the artificiality of the curve. Yeah, what the, is the like, curve? The the white capitalistness of the curve. The heteronormativeness. The heteronormativeness of the curve. Yeah. Like I think that might be worth. Like I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, there's a reason why younger people are, you know, student loan debt and and not having, you know, the 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 wealth gap that is keeping people from buying homes and everything. So it's real. And it's... why so many people moved home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they were in these cities where they couldn't go outside and there was no green space, and it was like, I don't have a job here. Any job I do get in my field, I'm going to do long distance, so I might as well go home. Yeah. Save the uh, money. Yes. Just I mean, remind. So, you, I remember kind of when it happened. Um, I have this vague memory of like, did you start off like they were kind of, they let some of the student workers, I think, in your um, in your position in your area leave first, or like you were furloughed first. Like it wasn't like an immediate. It was kind of like a stepping stone. It was kind of like all of we knew this was happening and then they're like, let's wear masks. Let's, um, you know, let's be safe. And then they're like, oh, this is really happening and it's happening fast. Now we have to get everybody out. So I spent a good majority of like the first few months of like, or like, you know, the first few weeks of April, like we were moving people out like right away. And then like the student staff was going home and then they're like, okay, so it's just us four on, you know, and then looking in the office and then seeing how like depressing it felt because we were used to hearing you know students walking around the halls and you know popping in to say hello to us and like it just was so fast and then I remember the day like 
no, I, myself and another person were hired back in November. And I think we were just the first on the chopping block because we were the newest. But I remember my boss being like, hey, before you go to lunch, can I talk to you? And I was like, sure, what's up? And for me, like, I knew something was going to happen. I knew because I overthink all the time. And in February, when these things are being talked about, I was already looking for other jobs. I know that sounds crazy, but that's me being a control freak. I was just like, something's going to happen. And when she was just like, I'm so sorry, but we've had to do cuts. And then here's your letter. I was like, okay, like this is happening. And she looked like she was going to cry. Like she looked like she didn't, she was like, you can have the rest of the day off. And then I worked for the rest of the week. And even when I was leaving, she could barely say goodbye to me because she was like wanting to cry. And I was like, you don't have to cry like it happens. But in my brain, I'm like, I can't sit here and be upset about it as much as I want to but I have to, I have to pay my bills. Like at the end of the day, I have to pay my bills and thank goodness for COVID relief money because I was sitting pretty for three months during the summer. I had to put my depression on a, on a little side kicker. Cause I was just like, <laughs> well, and my bills are paid. I slept in like, this is fantastic, but real life, you know, but do you just, do you, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Oh no, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you feel like it um, didn't quite hit you? It, like, did you feel like you did get a bit of a breather kind of after because of that? I mean, it's, I've, I was still working at my, the retail clothing store that I work at. So part-time, but they only scheduled me like once every other week and which is fine. I kept my discount, but I've been working since I was 18 years old. Like the day after I graduated, I started working at Best Buy and I've never not had a job. So I was kind of just like, okay, well, I can't feel too bad about this if I my bills are paid and, you know, whatever, because I've been told to feel guilty if I'm not working or feel guilty if, you know, I'm enjoying myself. And I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm just going to enjoy this, you know, until they were saying like, I think it was June 31st, they were cutting off the additional payments. And I was like, okay, well, I need to get a job. And then I found a job a week later because I was like, I'm crazy. And I need to make sure that I just don't ever want anybody thinking that I won't ever have my responsibilities taken care of. So, yeah. And it's just hard being my age and like feeling like I'm starting over. Like I'm still, I've been lucky enough to work since I was 18. So I have all this experience. I don't have a college degree. So, it's really hard for me not to be hard on myself right now. And I'm like, I'm about to cry. Like, it's hard on, It's hard for me not to feel like I'm starting all over again. And I'm expected to, like, be married and, like, have kids. And I'm, like, working at fucking Starbucks. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm, like, my, if, when something crazy happens or when I have some, like, 20-year-old person yell at me, over a fucking drink I want to literally cry during my shift I'm like I'm so over this you know what I mean like yeah that's just you know if I could push back against this idea that you are anything other than phenomenal like if there was one thing I I wish I could put in in your brain or your tea like if I was a real witch <laughs> It would be that, um, I wish you could set yourself 
free to a certain extent from that because from where we're sitting, you're a remarkable woman who has who is accomplishing her goals and being present in her community and is a friend and yeah, yeah I, it's just it's hard for me to I guess I, I guess I'm saying what people always say to you when you're depressed, <laughs> which is you know it's just that's just so not the way I I see you from from my side of the lens. I try to stay positive, but like lately it's just been like also okay, please no need to be positive. Be as mad, (laughs) be as angry, be as sad as you want. Like please bring your messiness to this here a podcast and world yeah and just yeah I, well, your messiness is beautiful i'm sorry to interrupt you really, but yeah. like your messy is beautiful yeah and and i think more normal than you think mm. i you know i i hear you it sounds i would like to talk uh eventually about um how much that has happened to you is so outside of your control and not your fault and i'm 40 so I've got a decade on you and and last year I mean I had to leave my apartment I've been living on my own forever and had to move in with my 40 whatever 43 year old friend uh, friend and I'm there's part of me that's just like oh my god like you can't be 40 and live with your friend like that is like the like lamest like if, I feel like if 18 year old me heard that she would be like mortified <laughs> But I, there's been a lot of like growth in the rebuild and I, I just, um, I, I think it sucks what happened to you. I think you're worthy of so much more than working at a Starbucks and being yelled at by 20 year olds. And if they knew what a badass like roller derby girl you were, I just, I know it's easier said than done, but okay. I wish you could look at it as a, as an opportunity to find, you know, a new. I just don't know. Yeah. I hear what you're saying and I totally agree, but. I remember when I first graduated from graduate school and I moved back here and I was cleaning houses and I just remember like scrubbing toilets, sweating and crying. So like the salt would get in my eyes Yeah. because it was like, what the fuck? Like, this is my life like this. And there was no, for me at the time, Haley, you could probably have found like a way to like, find the lesson and the strength and the and that and the journey but I couldn't find the journey like I couldn't find the strength I couldn't find the lesson no I mean I think there are times where you should just be sad like remember when I worked at that job in uh, that place that I'll not say because I don't want to I'm trying to them try to figure which one and I would come home and tell you that I wanted to drive off the edge of the road and Uh and kill myself because I hated it so much yeah. like I and I was like 35 30 not 35 maybe yeah. like 33 at yeah. that point so I'm just saying I I oh my I'm not trying to tell you to not feel sad because what part of what I'm hearing is that I feel like you 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 are so joyful and bright all the time but even joyful happy bright people deserve to let their emotions out when they're going through like just the shittiest how shitty and uh, how unfair and just that school that you worked at in general so many so many people they laid off so many people so many and then and then you know teaching like who knows what's going to happen with classes yeah. and adjunct and enrollment and stuff so i just mm-hmm. also you know it's such a gift that you allowed your 
for me, like, I feel like you be like allowing yourself to feel sad right now in front of us feels like a real gift for one thing, because you are always so happy. So it feels like, I don't know. It just feels like, uh, like special and then to be trusted, but also, you know, to see you, you would never think that you're carrying this burden. And so to know that you are performing the way you are at work and not losing your shit on those people <laughs> when I don't know how, and also performing, because aren't you in shows right now too? I just finished one. So, I mean, I don't know when that's going to happen ever again either, but I just, I needed something that was, that kind of broke up my day because it was a lot of like, going to work at 4.30 in the morning and then sleeping and then going to my other job and then just feeling like, God, this is my life right now. And yeah. I'm just doing it to like make ends meet. And and I, I never wanted to be that person that was just being in the cogwheel of life just to make ends meet. And like, so I find myself spending unnecessary money to make myself feel good and um but no the show was a good uh the show was a good buffer for a little bit yeah so you're like even in your sadness you bring joy is all i'm saying so your sadness is generally- i don't know i feel like i'm a little bit more cynical now than i've ever been but but how can you not be right like when you see the world how i mean yeah they did take off like a big i think rosy tinted glasses from everybody and especially when you watch what continues right you're like so many people are losing their jobs and yet our government is doing nothing really than that one than than the initial work to help people people are dying not doing anything they're not like oh yeah maybe this is where we should address healthcare. The world like started to heal when we all paused for a little bit and then we're back to our normal earth killing for profit ways. Like it just, it's hard to, it's hard to stay positive. How do you find it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. At some point I think we're going to have to do a podcast where we talk about like how do you avoid the calluses of cynicism i was joking with my friend i was like if the world ended tomorrow i don't think i would be that sad about it i would just be like oh eternal darkness it doesn't sound that bad right now and i know that sounds awful but i'm like i mean if i got to sleep for eternity that wouldn't be that bad but i don't want anybody calling anybody on me i'm just saying it wouldn't be that bad i'm just you like will whatever say we 100 percent get what you're saying and yeah <laughs> You yeah, absolutely. A hundred. Yeah. 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 So call on all of us if you're going to. Don't call anyone. Um, Jess, I have two questions for you. One, what was the hardest part of 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 just kind of having your life turned upside down Mm -hmm. from this? And two, what are you what are you using to to find snatch little bits of joy snatch little bits of 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 trying to stay out of the cynicism honestly like the hardest thing for me has been switching gears because I told myself I was like if I'm if I'm going through this change I'm gonna have some positive come out of it and I decided that I was gonna go back to school because I was like if I have to do um what is it called I think it's asynchronous or something where you just like watch the lectures and then just do the so I've been doing that and I 
I'm passing all my classes. I have A's and I only had so many classes left until I was done. And I just put it on hold because of all these jobs. Mm -hmm. And so that's been hard, but I think going, I think going back into a job environment where I have to like clock in and I have to check in with somebody and all that, that's probably been the hardest part because I, I don't want to put any, any type of service job down, but I know that I'm better than how I've been getting treated. Our air conditioner broke and there were, we were all working in just tiny quarters, especially when the pandemic's going on and there's germs everywhere. They're like, keep working. And I'm like, I'm literally dropping sweat into drinks. This isn't acceptable. I'm not going to do it. And everybody was like, yeah, you are. Like, you can't go home. And I was like, yeah, I can. And I ended up working in a 90 degree store and I was just like, okay, well, this is my life now. I have to suck it up and take oh, it and know. just, but that's, that's, a, that's been the hardest part is just being yes. like, well, and that's why like anytime something comes up or when somebody shoots me something, I will immediately go and apply. Like yesterday I went to an interview right after work, told Regina to give me something that didn't have fucking syrup on it. And I just went and I'm just like, you got to do what you got to do. Cause I'm yeah. not, I'm very motivated in that aspect, but. Because I'm not going to be there forever, but I will work there like once a month to get free coffee for the rest of my life. <laughs> but um, no, the only... Oh, no, you go, you go. No, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say the thing that has been making me happy is I do have a schedule where I can be off at like 1030. And if I want to go have lunch with a friend or see someone that's been making me happy because I have a more open schedule and I'm not chained to my desk until 5 p.m. every day and my friends have been the only people you guys have been the only people that have been really helping me through this and I want to tell you Haley just the project that um you allowed myself and Regina and so many other women to be part of was really helpful because like I said I'm not a very loud person and I've had a lot to scream about so that was really helpful and just you always wanting to create things and art for us to do is so amazing and I want to thank you for that I don't know if I've ever said it to you thank so you. you're making me cry now <laughs> <laughs> actually since you bring it up so anybody who's listening who's not my sister and doesn't know what Jess is talking mm-hmm. about um if you go to HaleyTheStoryteller.com slash rage face you can see um, this photo project I did with my friend James Ramirez of jamesramirezmedia.com if you want to check out his stuff. Um, and Jess is on there. And um, if you're open to talking about it, I'd actually, something that I would love to ask you that is kind of grief related is so many of the women um, were talking specifically about this administration and their frustrations there and COVID related frustrations. And you broke my heart that day because yours were one of the few who were completely personal and you kept saying that you didn't want to have to be happy all the time. And it makes me feel bad because I I just think about how in the beginning I was talking about how bright you are and joyful and I know that's sort of like who you are in a lot of ways, but um, what what do you what makes you feel like you have to be that all the time that and and what prevents you you think from from letting kind of the darker side of yourself show do you think it's a cultural thing do you think it's society do you think it's a personal how you were raised like what do you think is going on there i 
I definitely think that I have, I hold a lot when it comes to like people's emotions and I always try to be the person that's like, I know things are bad right now, but look at all the things that we have to be thankful for. And I do that for my best friend. And she, she's like, sometimes she's like, I need you to let me be sad right now. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to give you any, you know, coffee cup mantras right now. And so (laughs) I, um, I've held, I've held a lot of emotions and I've, I try to be that person that sees the positive outlook because I've been through so much, but I understand that life isn't all about, you know, seeing everything with rose colored glasses. Like we have to, I'm dealing with a lot of it now and knowing that it's, it's okay not to be happy. And even in my own personal relationships, I try to stay positive all the time and, you know, not show that I'm angry or hurt by things that are said to me and I'm really trying hard you know especially with my therapy not to not to hold those things in because then when I get angry I'm I'm listing off every single thing that I've been holding in for months and I will make you like make you very upset I'm not even gonna go there but you know I just I don't know I think I it's just like because I try to. Virgo's Virgo out right now. <laughs> I know. Hannah's <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, wait, wait. You don't just say you're mad when you're mad? What? She... I don't. I'm an I... empath. And people think I'm joking when I say that. But I really am. I really feel for people. And I try to make everyone happy. And then when I when people are sad, I immediately feel it. And I'm just like, I think that's why I go into, I love service and working with people so much because I feel like and I, I can identify. But I guess it doesn't help all the time if I'm like, everything will be okay. Because obviously, it's not like that, you know? We're so similar. And <laughs> we actually, Brooke and I were just talking about dinner. We, we have the same therapist and she's adorable. Oh, gosh. We'll talk about each other that. and we'll be, you know, Brooke will be like, you know, Haley, you see her. And she's like, neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. <laughs> but um, Brooke was saying how she was talking to her today and she didn't feel good. And she just, I hope you're okay with me yeah, yeah, airing yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. Um, that she just told her like, um I don't want to talk to you like like can we just make our next I don't want to do this and just got off the phone and I was like I didn't even realize you could do that like I just like the whole thing about like how white women like clean that their house for their housekeepers like I feel like I have to like set her up with an appropriate amount of things to talk about so she can do her job for the hour oh wow like I would never think that I could just say hey I don't feel like talking right now like it baffled it I was like I find it fascinating and Brooke is like why why wouldn't you just tell someone you don't want to talk to them if you don't want to talk to them and we're just talking about like even if we're at like a party we don't want to be at how Brooke is like okay bye and I'm like I'll stay I will stay till the end to make sure do they have someone help clean up and yes I know and I feel guilty because I don't have I don't I don't have that like I don't know like if I was socialized improperly by my mother or Or, or you're a Leo Uh, wow is that a Leo thing is being so selfish kind of Leo thing that's specifically. <laughs> uh, I I am wanna first of all apologize again for interrupting you when I did earlier, but I got so sure. excited 
because you were talking exa about exactly what I think is the greatest ill in the world, which is the workers of the world do not taste of the fruits of their labor. And if I had to talk about the greatest ill in the world, it would be, I mean, you know, capitalism or just the imbalance there. And, and I think so much, so many of our society's ills come, came from that. So when you were saying that, I'm like, yes, yes, workers of the world unite! Strike! Seriously. And then I needed to calm down a little bit because you were still talking. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, I talk too much, so. Girl, <sighs> the boundary thing, like, like being it not... It's, it is, a, it's boundary related, it's boundary adjacent in terms of like just letting yourself tell people oh. when you're mad or when you're sad and letting the, and not feeling guilty or dumb or bad about your emotions. Like, oh girl, I, like I, I get it a hundred percent and it's such hard work, but um, I'm just, I'm glad that he hearing you that day, it just felt like at least you were you recognizing that that was a thing, you know, that, that you do. And that I, I just want to say, um, you don't, you don't have to be happy all the time. I, I mean, I think Brooke and I practically forged our friendship in the early days about our depression, <laughs> like really thrift shopping and our depression. <laughs> shopping and our depression. <laughs> so, um, you know, when, when you are in that place, by all means, we're two people to call and, um, you know, you can, you can be the bright friend that lights up a room and still have bad days and bad months and a, and a bad 2020 like everybody else. Before we leave, um, I, I'm sure there are so many other griefs. Are you, I, I want to talk a little bit about the experience you told us about at your retail job. Um, what that's like working there and and dealing sort of with with Karens and women in a pandemic who you know scream at you about their coffee drink what a weird world well I no, I was I was talking oh. about the clothing place oh oh I'm remembering now it took me a second yeah <laughs> that was an awesome day I had just gotten done um, working at another store because I was covering because I pick up shifts like a crazy person so that I can pay my bills. Um, so I was working at another store. I had been in Clovis all morning and then I went to my job and um, I didn't realize what the day was. All I knew is that I had saw a whole bunch of fucking trucks with Trump flags on them and I was just like what the hell? Why is there so many? And I had no idea that there were meeting in the river park parking lot and that's where it was starting and then i saw all of these flags and it was just ridiculous so i go on my job i told my boss i'm like i'm already in a bad mood i'm just letting you know but i'm gonna do my job and she's like okay thank you for being here um just you know plan if you take your break you're gonna have to you know there's people everywhere and i said okay and then I'm working and this woman has a woman for Trump shirt on and um, she's asking for my help and I was just like oh uh, I'm happy to help you and then she goes gosh this shirt looks so good on you people but against my pale skin it looks awful you people can wear anything and like I feel like she saw my face when I when she said that to me and I was just like 
okay, you know, I'll set you up in a fitting room. And I told my boss, I was like, I'm leaving. I'm clocking out right now. You can't, ex- like, I'm not working. And then all day, all day coming in, having to tell people to put their masks back on. I'm not a Democrat. Why do I have to put my mask back on? Like, oh people are, God. like, and our clientele, the people that are bringing in money are these, like, rich white women from Colvis and the surrounding Madero Ranchos area that are just coming in to drop their 500 bucks and wanting to be treated like queens because we have to treat them all the same of course because that's what you do and yeah so and it just makes me feel like I was in a situation where it was just like I'm back in the 60s again just being like yes ma'am whatever you need and then having somebody fucking talk to me like that and then me just being like mm-hmm okay you know and I wanted to tell her about herself but I didn't yeah but I wish I don't know I wish you could have I know I wish you would have had an ally there who could have told her about herself or, although that could have probably made it worse for you it's not that was just the first time it's happened to me but we've had different a lot of surprisingly a lot of the girls that I work with are women of color there's like I'm like one of three black girls that work there which is like weird because there weren't that many but then um just seeing the amount the clientele that we have and then just seeing how many of them are proudly in your face and you know if you tell them to please cover up their nose or something they just act like they're above it and you know, my bosses have told us, well, if you tell them to put your, their mask on, they don't want to, then you tell them that you can't help them unless you're 20 feet away. You can help them from across the store. So I'm like, you're still telling me that I have to cater to them? Like, right. it's yeah. ridiculous. Right. And what, what happens in terms of ringing them up? Like, you just have to get the stuff and, like, you almost cater to them more. Like, yeah. you have to go get their stuff and walk it back to them. And God, that's awful. Which is why workers are to reap the profit of their labors. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. We have plexiglass now, so that's helpful. But, like, helpful. it's still, yeah. Um, I just, part of what bothers me, I mean, the whole thing bothers me. Um, just anybody... I mean, I don't know what bothers me more, the mass, like the, the mass thing is so selfish and making it a political issue. And yeah, the, the, the virus doesn't care. When yeah, you're political. but, but the other thing, when I, the woman, it's, it's almost as if she thinks she's showing you that she is a good white person like she's like she's trying to be that's exactly what she's trying to do in the most condescending and othering way and othering and just like not up to like clearly hasn't done any homework it's wow that's she and I continued to help her before I left because I'm we're not supposed to like leave people like that but you could tell she thought she gave me a compliment she thought she was just Oh, I just told her that she has, you know, beautiful, nice melanin skin. And I'm like, shut up. You right. just, that's so rude. You don't see you people to somebody's face. Like, are right. you kidding me? Well, and she probably makes you her example when she talks about how great oh, she is. She totally does. <laughs> In her Bible group, she talks about how nice she was. Well, she put the shirt up to my, she put the shirt up to, like, where my arm was to, like, In model. In her skin? Yeah. Ew, ew, ew! It's so disrespectful. While she's at a yeah. Trump rally, I just, mm, 
And also, women for Trump. You're an idiot. I hope yeah, you're not reproducing. you're double, double idiot. Sorry if we have any uh, 45 fans, but sorry, not sorry. <laughs> well, we've already established we have one listener, and we know she isn't. Brooke, I've told you many times. <laughs> I'm not going to. Our listenership <laughs> has blossomed to like eight per platform. <laughs> No. It's well, I guess we'll watch it take a nosedive now. No. Anyway, um let's see. Do you have any closing thoughts just in terms of like grief this year? What's how you process it? Would that be how you Do you have anything you want to share? Yeah. I think that I've sort of become a little bit of a masochist this year. Yeah. So every time that I want to um I've literally, I started a sleeve. You guys haven't seen me in a while, but I've been getting tattoos for a couple of weeks now. Um, like safely, of course, my tattoo artist has had me on her list and I've finally been able to see her, like we're the only people there. Um, and so she's like, oh, does any of this hurt? And I'm like, not as bad as this year, keep going. Yeah. I got my, my, my septum pierced and I was just like, you know what? I don't work in a freaking office job anymore. I'm just going to get all the tattoos I want, all the piercings that I want, and just, like, fucking live my life. Like, I don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow, so why not? And so that's how I've been dealing with my stress. I literally drop money and get tattoos. Uh, at some point, I would love to have you back on to talk about uh, tattoos and in relationship to grief, grief because um, that was that was, like, one of the sections of my grad school work in that just I I very much have been wanting to get another tattoo lately because I've been kind of depressed and there is something about when you're like in a state of like that numbness that the pain is like soothing I totally get it and yeah and also yeah and then also um you know grief related tattoos and and all all the other stuff that goes with it so that we'll have to have you back sometime because that's yeah i find really really interesting i'd love to thank you guys so much for talking to me this is therapeutic and i don't see my therapist for another month so thank you (laughs) well we love you and (laughs) i know there's something better for you and it'll it'll come oh like wilson phillips used to say hold on for one more (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i love that i i got embarrassed because because jessica's (laughs) a good singer (laughs) no i love that song actually it gives me so much joy. I got nervous <laughs> with the last one. That was, yeah, if it had just been me, you totally would have busted that out. Okay, well, why don't you sing Jessica? No, off? I don't want no. to. I'm embarrassed. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, one day. What, yeah, someday you guys can sing that together yes. at karaoke or something. Hold on for one more day. When, when, in a post-COVID world. Oh, you'll be so lucky. Yeah. All right, Jess. Well, we love you, and... um. We're rooting for you always. Thanks, guys, I love you too. I'll see you next time. Okay, bye. 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 Someday somebody's gonna wanna make you turn around and say goodbye. Till then, baby, are you gonna let it fall down and make you cry? Don't you know? Don't you know things can change? Things will go your way if you hold on for one more day. If you hold on, things will go your way. Hold on for one more day.